Welcome to the new tab. I'm Sally. I'm Alexis. Uh, welcome back, guys, for all those that are listening again, and welcome to new listeners who uh, are just stumbling upon our podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, we were so excited to premiere our first episode two weeks ago. Um, thank you, everyone who listened and who gave us feedback. We got some great feedback that we're looking forward to incorporating in this episode and in future episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. So, um, okay, I, I guess we're, we're going to start. I, I want to kind of tell you guys a little bit about my, my work background. Um, so I graduated early from Wheaton College, um, fall of 2011. And, you know, I thought I was going to go to law school and all that jazz. And I ended up doing a bunch of odd jobs until I found a startup in New York called Chirpy. Um, there I was a part of the basically like customer support team, um, customer success team. And I really grew as a person in a year. And then Hold on. I need, um, so yeah, I, I, after Chartbeat, um, I moved out to San Francisco and I worked for Pinterest for about a month, um, until I decided, <laughs> um, you know what, Pinterest is great, but I think I'm, I'm ready to like build, you know, like I wanted to just yeah. build something. Um, so then I joined HoneyBook and I've been at HoneyBook for over a year now, which has been great. Um, so basically I feel like tech and startups, this is this is my thing. This is going to be what I'm going to be doing for probably the rest of my life. Um, so what? Yeah. So just like backing up a like mm-hmm. a couple seconds. Um, yeah. What originally got you interested in working for a startup? Like, why did you see that that path as like the right thing for you? Yeah, I think. Well, it was actually my first um, kind of real job experience that propelled me outside of that. So. I I was working at Ann Inc., um, which is the parent company for Ann Taylor and Loft, mm-hmm. and I was doing talent resources, and it was kind of crappy, you know? Like, they tried really hard to be lean, but they couldn't because it's so many, you know, hoops and people. You've got to talk to this person to okay this and that, and it was just like this, this big corporate bureaucracy. Um, and I realized, okay, well, these are you know, 40, 50 something year old women that like have established themselves, but they're also trying to get more digital and they don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And they're not willing to listen to like a recent grad or a younger person because it's, it doesn't, it didn't feel right for them. Um, so I kind of just thought that was bullshit and didn't want to be a part of that environment. And I, I, and then that's how I found Charpy. I like, Mm -hmm. I think I found Charpy on it wasn't AngelList, but it was something TechCrunch. I don't know. Something, something similar. Something similar yeah. to that where I just like, oh, this looks dope. And oh, wow, like they've got an opening. And the cool thing about it too is that they were the one startup um, that I found that in their uh, job description, they actually requested uh, a background in English. Oh, interesting. Which is really pretty yeah. rare like sometimes it's mostly communications or marketing or something like that and for that role they were looking for like an English background so it was just like score that's amazing mm-hmm. um but yeah that's how good cool. question good yeah. question Sally um so I guess a little bit about my background um I have been working for the same consumer food company for about two and a half years now which is really crazy to think about yeah um, I haven't realized it's been that long. Yeah, it's been wow. that long. Okay. Um, 
And before that, I was working for another um, consumer food company that focused more on like, um, um, like almost like commodity goods, like coffee, chocolate, tea, things like that. But um, I got really interested in working in that field through um, through my studies in college and my anthropology major and like just looking at the ways that people interact with these like very everyday products and goods mm. that like you don't like think about that much as you go through your day like making coffee but you're actually like very brand brand yes. loyal and like yes that those those tiny things end up meaning a lot to you so I was really interested in yeah in that and like actually like delving into that industry and learning about well that's super true it's not even just like oh this is what I make my coffee and this is like what I'm loyal to but even when you're shopping in stores right like Mm -hmm. you're literally just drawn to the same thing it's very hard to stop buying like what is it like Heinz ketchup yeah like you don't you don't not buy it you know because you don't even think about it you don't think about it you just know like this is this is what's always in my cupboard this is what my parents had in their pantry like you just do it. You do it over. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. That's very, very cool. So, I guess this entire conversation about work and stuff was a good segue yeah. into our topic of today. Um, and that's going to be women in the workplace. Um, it's kind of been, I mean, now more than ever, it's, I think, in the headlines, right? Like, yeah, what definitely. it's like to be a woman and work and not feel guilty with kids and all you know like and like how do you have it all Mm -hmm. and for all of our listeners which is all of you I'm doing air quotes right now (laughs) around having it all because that's a bullshit construct Um, oh mic drop it is it is a bullshit (laughs) construct but that's yeah yeah we can get into that later we're gonna get into yeah we're definitely gonna get all right so okay I'm going to say something, and I don't really care if I hurt anyone's feelings. I think women need to sack up. I do. I think this whole, like, oh, let's talk about our feelings, and let's talk about, like, how to empower each other, and how to, like, get, like, shut up. Shut up. Like, just grind. Like, just get into your job. Find something that you're passionate about. And stop talking about it. Just do it. Like, do it. I, I've read Lean In four times. I actually read that shit four times. And there were parts of it that I enjoyed. And then there were parts of it that literally pissed me off. Now, at the end of the day, it would be pretty badass to work for Sheryl Sandberg, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she has a lot of knowledge. She clearly knows what she's doing. But at the same time, I think... It's, it's crap to, to say, I, there was one bit in her book where she was like, I openly cried and Mark hugged me. Like, you're not going to, no, I'm 25. I'm not going to cry in front of my CEO. Like, are you batshit crazy? Like, you will never be okay after that. You know, like you will be looked at in a different way. And like, you don't tell some per- person that that's all right. Like, it's not, it's not. If you saw your CEO crying in a corner, you'd quit your job. You would quit your job because you you would think your leader is, like, broken. Am I wrong? You're no. You're wrong. I don't know. You're not wrong. Um, and I think the, inter- the what's going to be really interesting about this conversation is that I think that you and I ultimately have the same opinion, but mm. we've arrived at it from very different paths. Yeah, I'm much more angry. Um, yeah. <laughs> how do you know I'm not angry? I don't know. Your tone. 
Um, Your tone is very soft, and it like it's helpful. It calms me oh, down. Like it, I get riled up. Yeah. Like I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I feel like like why or like where like top two or three like places where you've seen like women being too emotional in the workplace or like like why what drove you to like come to this opinion um well it's it's a little less of an observation more of like a lifestyle okay right so i was raised with mostly brothers yeah and a male dominated family they and i'm very emotional right with my Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. i could cry at a drop of a hat but with friends I'm, i'm a little bit tougher like i don't want to show those emotions And that's because that's what my brothers taught me. You know, it's one thing to be emotional with your family and with your loved ones. It's another when you're with strangers who don't don't know you like that. And you definitely don't get emotional at a job, right? You like, you suck it up. You suck it up. If that means you have to go splash some cold water or walk around the block, you do do what it takes. Um, I also think um, I'm coming from it at a racial standpoint too, like, a lot of the articles that I've been reading, a lot of the conversations I've been hearing, they're coming from white women. Mm-hmm. Privileged, wealthy white women. It's real easy to give do's and don'ts when the world is literally your oyster, yeah. you know? Um, and being black and a woman in tech, like, what is there, probably like 30 of us total? Like, maybe? you're a unicorn, essentially, right? Right, right exactly. Yeah. And and so I don't, I don't think that that works for us, you know? Like, I think... As a black culture, we also know that you can't be over, you can't, you have to be better at work, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a black tax and that black tax is going to come at a heavy cost. So you suck it up. You play the game and you go into win, right? Mm-hmm. And like, if you're not here to win, that's cool. Like, I don't know, get married, have a baby, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, not to be mean, but like, I don't know what else you do. Yeah, like, no, just like. Go down, like, go down that road. Go down that road. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. And hey, like, motherhood's hard. Like, God, God bless my mom who raised me. Like, yeah, Jesus. no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, like, yeah. raising a family and having children, like, right, ma- and, like, making that choice in your life because You can do it. Yeah. You can do it, and that's your prerogative, but I don't think, I don't think, and I'm going back to Sheryl Sandberg because she's, like... I mean, she's, like, the most famous right. kind of voice on feminism in the workplace right now exactly and I think I think she opened a can of worms to say you know you can have it all but it's really easy to have it all when you've got like in-home care exactly right yeah. and like you you've got a husband that's you know obviously very was god rest his soul but yeah. um you know supportive and and all that stuff and you know not everyone has it like that yeah yeah I mean I feel like that's also my biggest problem with Lean In and Sheryl Sandberg's version of, of of what, like, women in the workplace or feminism in the workplace is, is that it's not, it doesn't, that's not the workplace for most women in this country. No. That's not, those experiences that she has and that she writes to are not the experiences of of the average working woman. And even though, like, there is, like, kind of this, like, this middle, like, it's not like a middle management class, but there is like this class of mm-hmm. people in the workplace who they have solid jobs and they do really well and they strive and they perform. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they're aspiring to a similar lifestyle as Sher- Sher- Sheryl Sandberg is. And that's great. 
but I don't think that we're ever going to have true equity in the workplace until everyone from the bottom to the top, from like the undocumented mm-hmm. farm workers to the COOs of Facebook are compensated for their work mm. on an equitable level. That'll never happen. No. That'll never happen. Not under, like, not under, like, the capitalist structure. No. Which it's is not a, supposed to. No. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's literally not supposed to, but yeah. I... I, so, okay, to kind of go back with what you were saying about, so, an equitable structure, what mm-hmm. exactly does that mean for you? Equitable structure in terms of... Of the farm worker to the CEO, yeah. right? Like, so, all, and there's many things in between. Yeah. So, why is that important? The equitable structure? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, because it means that everyone is guaranteed this, like, basic essential way, like... Not way of life, because I feel like way of life implies extravagance, but, like, Mm. your basic needs are met. You have a place to live that's decent, and you have clean water, and you have, you can buy, um, you can, you know, you can buy fruits and vegetables when you need them. You don't need to rely on, like, the soda fountain and the, like, cheeseburger to get your basic nutrients every day. And, like, you have access to education, or, like, your children have access to education, and you can go to school and you can go to a library and you can do your homework and like there I like in like the ethos of the American dream there's this idea if that if you play by these rules Mm -hmm. that we've laid out you will succeed right but I think that that takes into consideration this like very false construct of a equality of opportunity right not an equality of an outcome right right because if you don't have if everyone's not starting on the same foundation, exactly. what you're saying, yeah. it, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I think that we've gotten a little bit, like, off topic yeah. from what we were trying yeah. to talk about, um, but bringing it back to women in the workplace, you know, I don't disagree with anything that you've said so far, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, on the most essential levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never like, even think to cry at work right? in front of my bosses or my colleagues or, like, Anyone. I would do that shit by myself in the bathroom because... Yeah. Quietly. Like, yeah, you're quietly. not going to be sobbing. You're going to be, like, whimpering, like, a You're going to just, like, take some deep breaths and, like, no one's actually, like, yep. you know... Yep. Exactly. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of merit that comes from, like, talking about experiences in the workplace. Why? Okay. Because I don't. So why? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I think, I don't know, and, you know, for me in particular, I come from, I work in a very small company, and um, there's, like, when you're on such a small team, there's not, you don't really have the luxury of a ton of reflection in the moment or, like, Mm -hmm. a ton of, like, well, let's take a step back and, like, talk about X, Y, Z outcomes. It's kind of like you have to do what you have to do. process quickly. Yeah, you have to process quickly. You have to just kind of always be on your game. And I think that's great, and I love that, and I think that I But you're also the only woman in your company. I am the only woman in my company. Um, And that gets kind of hard. It's – it just gets – it's not that it gets hard, it's that I just realize that I'm, I'm coming to it from a different perspective than mm-hmm. they are. 
and that's not a bad thing. Right. Um, but I think that's compounded by the fact that I'm pretty early on in my career. Mm. Um, so the absence of like an older female mentor type figure is some, is like not something that I feel on like a day to day basis, but something that I think is beneficial. And like, even just not even like you have coffee once a week or you have lunch every month, like just seeing behavior modeled in the workplace, Mm -hmm. especially like, I know that I learn, I like, I'm a very observant person Mm -hmm. and I, do really well when I can observe people and understand their behavior. Um, And so I think that, like, for me in particular, I've realized that that's something that, like, I think would be great to have in my current workplace. Yeah. Or, like... But you you also realize, too, that once there are more women in your workplace, everything's going to change dramatically. Like, let's... let's, I mean, it it will. It will will change dramatically because... It's exactly what you're saying, right? You're coming at it from a very, or there will be more similar, like people will be more on your side, right? Because they they may be coming at it as the same gender. They may. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's a side because, like, the. I mean, the other thing that I like think about too is that, like, if you're in a company, you're all on the same team. Yeah. Because, like, your your goal is to get your business going. But if your perspectives are different and how to go to that, yeah. go to the end zone, right? Then, then but. That's, I mean, what you have to think about is that, like, you both think that you're – how you get to the end zone is ultimately the best route for the company. Right, right. And that's where – well, that's where you guys are in an interesting spot where you you act quickly, mm-hmm. right? Because that's that's what you have to do when you're staying lead. Um, so that reflecting and that processing is always going to take to the backside. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you see the outcome can you – do those steps, right? Yeah. And then really think with a clear head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's weird though because so at Honeybook right now there is a majority of women. Interesting. Super rare, mm-hmm. especially in Silicon Valley, like yeah. super rare. Um, and it's so cool because um, you know we're we're all working really really hard. Yeah. Really hard. And exactly what you're saying. We're all working for those same goals. We're trying to reach our KPIs, all that stuff. Um, but I also don't hear my workplace, like, let's have some work-life balance. Let's, like, hmm. make sure, you know, like, no, screw that. Like, we're trying to win. If you want to be the next Uber, like, I don't have time to read how to be a good woman and, yeah. and like, balance and, you know, how to... I, I think it all comes at a certain time or a certain point where maybe that literature, maybe those conversations will make more sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think right now in my career um, and the personality that I have, I do better with people that just work hard and don't talk about it. Yeah. Like work hard and like they don't need to make a speech. They don't need to be a commencement speaker. They don't need to write on Huffington Post. They just do their job, right? Mm-hmm. And others speak about them. That is what I'd rather see women in the workplace doing. Like, have a man write an article about you and hmm. talk about you as opposed to you talking about you in an article. Why? Why? Like, why is why is it better for a man to say it than for a woman to say because it? Because until a man really feels that women 
are truly equal in all parts, if a man is truly a feminist, then we as a society, I feel, will progress in a real way. Like, because yeah, without, without the guy, without the penis saying, hey, you know, this is wrong, we can write all the books we want. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're the only ones buying them. But if the status quo benefits the man, why are they going to... Right. Why are they going to step forward, you know? They will. It's like, I feel like it's not the type of thing that's just going to happen where, like, a bunch of men wake up one day and they're like, oh, yeah, we need to start writing about the ladies. Like, right. w- like well, you can't discount women hustling for themselves and getting their names out there and, like, building empires and, like... No, I'm not discounting that. I'm discounting the fact that if... All you're doing is talking about how to empower us and how, like, I can see you doing it. I don't need you to tell me. I don't need, I can, I will figure, and I'm going to figure out my path. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, Sheryl Sandberg, uh, what is her name, Marissa Mayer, mm-hmm. um, all these individuals, they're, they're trying to carve out these constructs and these paths for women like them. They're not including all types of women. You know, like right. they're not including the undereducated. They're not including um, the, the poor. You know, they're not including. So this all feels fake. This all feels like a joke for me. So like, you want to talk about women in the workplace? Like, all right, let's actually bring up the McDonald's worker, right? Mm-hmm. Let's bring up the single mom. Or she doesn't have to be a single mom. She could be married. She could be married and working at McDonald's and also uh, does hair in, on weekends my hairdresser was like that and she she didn't talk about it she just did it yeah you know what I mean and she put three girls through college that's what you do my grandmother was the same way she worked for GM the majority of her life Mm -hmm. put my mom and my uncle through college by herself because my grandfather is dead you don't and she doesn't like come down and like have this oh, this is what I did. This is, you know what she literally says to me? Hmm. Save your money. Yeah. If you only put $20 uh, in your savings a week, do it. Just save your, like, that's it. There's no, because your path is your path, right? Like, you're going to do what you want to do. Yeah. Not, what works for Sheryl Sandberg is not going to work for me because I'm black and because I didn't come from her upbringing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. See, I, I get worked up when I talk about things like this. You're very calm. That's funny because I don't... You don't like, feel calm? sitting in the same room as you, I don't read you as riled up right now. Really? Yeah. I feel very riled Interesting. up. Interesting. Like, I'm not going to sleep well tonight because I'm going to be thinking about what I also should have said mm-hmm. in this podcast and what, like, more I want to talk... Well, this is yeah. probably going to... We're going to have to do a part two. I think we're definitely going to have to do a part two because, yeah. I mean... But, like, you also, like, I don't get riled up very easily. (laughs) I, I mean, kind of taking, like, a non sequitur. Yeah, sidebar. Yeah. Um, um, Like, I'm a pretty shy person, and, like, I think, Mm. like, speaking to an audience and, like, me learning how to do that is, like, you just need to calm your emotions and you need to Mm. just, like be confident in what you know and, like, yeah. you know, say that and yeah, not treat it like a, like a confrontational experience and just 
yeah think of it as a conversation and like well I don't feel like know what is... you know no yeah. and like this oh, is yeah. not confrontational yeah. at all no, yeah no, no, no. definitely not um like we're gonna be friends when we leave this room today. maybe not I don't know hey <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah I mean I, I just think that I mean that would be a nice twist for the podcast that would be a nice twist. <laughs> two friends start a podcast and the end. hating each other and the end <laughs> two episodes in yeah done done um but I I don't know I think it will be interesting to hear audience feedback. Yeah, we would actually love audience feedback yeah, on this. That would um, be really cool. Email us, tweet at us, yeah. talk to us individually. Yeah, text me. Text us, group text, individual yeah. text. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know, I think, and right now I'm, I'm, I already know, like, Maria. Mm-hmm. I know what she's going to say. Hi, Maria. Like, I know what she's going to say. Yeah. But it would, I, I just think that it's kind of, I don't know. It's And so like I guess the interest like the most interesting thing to me about this is that you like so, like thinking about like my my like I'm not expressing this well. But like thinking about like resources that are out there for women in the workplace. Okay. Like like what? Um so like the only, like, the only true, like, women in the workplace media that I consume is the broadsheet newsletter from Fortune. Okay. Which I think of as being, like, a very old guard, very, like, white male stodgy publication, but, like, this one daily newsletter that they have that has, like, a cool team of, like, women editors just does, like, a daily roundup of what's going on with women in business. Cool. Um... And, yeah, and just, like, women, yeah. yeah, like, women in the business world. And, like, it's not industry-specific. It talks from everything from, like, Mary Barra, the CEO of GM, to Sheryl Sandberg at Facebook, to, like, everything, everything in between. That's cool. That's really dope. And to, like, Hillary Clinton running for president, to, like, the minimum wage, like, the yeah. minimum wage debate. And I find that really valuable simply for the fact that it's a new perspective on the media that I would consume anyway. Mm. Okay. Cause, just because it makes... It. Yeah, yeah, you should. I'll have to read it. Just because it make, like it makes a concerted effort to... to, uh, like, switch the paradigm up a little bit. Do you think... Um, well, I mean, maybe you've already answered it, but do you think... What will women need... In like, in order to feel like everything's right, like what what will we need um, as a gender? Well, I think actually, like one of our like, I wouldn't think of it as like a gender binary. I would think of it more as like you need to have it needs to be equitable for men and women. Like you need to have equitable family leave policies. You have to have equitable health healthcare coverage, like meaning you cover contraceptives for women, you cover like family planning for women, you co- cover abortion for women, you cover like mm-hmm. you cover things that affect that theoretically affect both genders, but actually disproportionately affect women Got it. and affect their ability to fully participate in the workplace. Got it. Um, and I think that true equity will the a big part of that will come from eliminating that gap right and is it supposed to come now do you 
Do you think government intervention is the way? Do you think in the private sector, like how do you think this can be actually implemented? I think it's going to have to be a public-private partnership, which is like, wow. you know. <laughs> that's, that's it's a dream. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit jargon, but I think that, I mean, just like looking at the Affordable Care Act, like that covers birth control for women. Yeah. And you've seen a lot of companies at the same time rising up for like equitable family leave policies. And so I think it's going to, it's not going to be like a push and pull, but it's going to be like a Come, like yeah, exactly. Well, like no. a coming to like yeah, a coming together. Yeah, a coming together. But the big problem that that doesn't address is like all of these implicit biases mm-hmm. that you see in the workplace of like when a woman leaves work early, like male CEOs assume she's going to tear like care she, for her family. Right. But when the man leaves early, it's like oh, he's taking a client out for drinks. Right. That's great. Right. You know, like I don't. I don't know, like, what to do to address that. I think that's going to take time. I think that's a generational thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hopefully the men of our generation would see past that, right? Do you think they will? If they marry women like us. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I'm actually very serious about that. Like, if you you have... um, This is kind of sidetracking, but if Mm -hmm. you are in in a relationship... That it is a partnership. Yeah. No, I like think, a true equitable partnership. Right, a true yeah. equi- I think that is possible. I think um, if you're doing it a little bit old school, we'll probably stay in old school for a little bit longer, you know, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's it's a lifestyle choice, right? It's it's a, it's almost even a, a belief, right? Like a moral belief of, of certain things, you know, like what if I were to get pregnant and Dave was like, no, you're not going back to work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. That could be something he, I mean, he'd never say that, but if he were a different type of person, he could say something like that, right? And we'd be in a very different relationship. Right. Um, But, but do you think that, like, it's worth it to work towards breaking down those structures that have, like, led him, theoretical him, to believe this? I think, um, if he's not naturally going to break down those structures, it's not going to happen. Right? Like, it has to come from within. Right, but that, I mean, that doesn't take into account a lot, like, there are so many implicit things that we assume to be true about the world that are actually, Mm -hmm. like, indoctrinated into us through, like, culture and through our worldviews and through, like, what we've been exposed to growing up. Right. So, but if, if you were to actually be exposed to that, right? Like, let's say, let's say, um... I mean, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, right? Let's say the minute I got pregnant, I was, like, done. Mm-hmm. If Dave were someone who was like, what? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, this this is, this is doesn't make sense. I, I had a working mom, which is not true. Like, you should go back to work, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. I think that's when those things come to play. Um, hmm. But I, I honestly, I, I believe that everyone brings their, their personal baggage into things. And then we also then work with the rules and regulations of what our jobs and what our environment kind of puts us in, right? Like, yeah. here in San Francisco, it's very, like, liberal and open. And, like, you know, I've finally been able to go to the doctor. That wasn't happening in New York, right? Like, because I was just supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And that's that type of hustle out there. But here, you know, you take care of yourself a little bit as well as work really hard. Yeah. Um, but that's 
I'm, I'm sidetracking. I, I kind of, I want to get back to this. Because no, but what, you're not sidetracking because like, I feel like all of those things do affect your performance in the workplace. And like, yeah. if you couldn't have gone to the doctor in New York, right. like, who knows how who, I would yeah, feel. Who yeah. knows what could happen, like, right. what could happen. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I also think, so something interesting that I, I read, um, yesterday or two days ago, Richard Branson. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Branson, um, just did this whole, like, um, like family leave, mm-hmm. right? Like for both men and women to like go take care of their kids, right? For like a year or something like that. Um, and everyone's calling him like progressive and like, this is so beautiful. And yeah, and it, it's because he came, it came from a man. They're praising really? him. Absolutely. They're praising him. They're ready to build like friggin' statues and give him awards <laughs> because he, he. Number one feminist. Yeah. Richard Branson. Seriously. False. Seriously. Yeah, right? I know. And, and it's, it's because he has the power, right? He has the power to, to, to change things. And for some reason he felt like this was a good change to make. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and now everyone's like, Oh, this is great. This is amazing. Watch in two years. This will all like every major, you know, corporation will probably have something like this, but it's because the, the men at top have to find value. They have to find value in doing something like this because we are not there yet as women. We're not controlling those big, major corporations not yet maybe one day we will very few like very, very few, few women very are few CEOs women are. of very, fortune 500 companies very few yeah very few and i think it would be very hard for them to do the same thing richard just did i'm actually i'm referring to him as richard yeah that's much. fine you can be on a first name <laughs> basis the same thing richard did without being called something negative that that is my honest I mean, even look at Zoe Saldana, right? Yeah. Her husband just changed his last name to hers. There was actual negative backlash. Yeah. First of all, it's none of our business. Who cares? I don't know why we even know about this, but it's something <laughs> we know. But it's it's his right. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He can be named whatever he wants. And, like, I mean, you and I, like, we have a mutual friend whose parents, like, merged their last names to create yeah. his last name. That's dope. For, like, all, and, like, him and his siblings, and, like, that's... It's genius. Yeah, it is genius. It's genius. I think that that's brilliant. Yeah. My CEO right now um, and his wife, they, they like, created their own last name. Yeah. I think that's really I, cool. I think, I think that's really cool, too. I... I that, don't, sidebar. Yeah, that's, that's another side. But these are also things that, like, like I was saying before, it takes individuals to want to do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have to either see, okay the way I was raised or the way things are going right now, this is not something I stand for. Right. So I'm going to pave this new path. I'm going to say no to the traditions, fuck it. And just like do my own thing. And do you think that that type of attitude and way, like that way of creating change has to go top down? Yes. Why? Because they're the ones that will control everything, right? They're they're the ones that make the 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 salary decisions, right? The how much share. I mean, I I think people are honestly motivated by money because you have to survive, right? And so if if someone from the top doesn't want something to happen, and there's like a little uprising, I mean, they'd have to they'd have to be a big uprising, mm-hmm. right? If, if, is that what you're kind of referring to? Like if a I bunch mean, of people felt 
a certain way. Yeah, but, like, I also think that, like, you can't just disregard, like, the, the will of, like, the collective. You're right. You know? And, like. You're right. That, I mean, that's why we have, like, you know, the mandated eight-hour workday. And, like, that's Mm -hmm. why we have a minimum wage to begin with. And that's why we have all of these, like, like, essential structures that we take for granted. That's true. And, you know, you kind of, you have to think about how those came into place. Okay, so here's my next question. Okay. Women in the workplace, this is now a huge, this has been a conversation that's been going on since we've graduated. Before we graduated. Before we, okay, yeah. even before. I mean, like, right? I mean, our college was an all-women's college, so right? I, like, I feel like that, you know. This was happening for decades, right? Since uh, Julie, Julia, Gloria, whatever her name is. Gloria, Gloria Sanson. Steinem? Yep, why not? It's great, good for her. Um, I mean, even, I mean, even before, even before that, that. Yeah. So this is, this is, it's, this has been constant, right? And Yeah, if, so, you, if we want to get biblical, like Adam and Eve, like, that's been a sure. conversation. For, since the, the dawn of time, <laughs> this has just been here. Yeah. But look at not just how far, but how little we've gone to at this point, right? And this is successful, powerful women. We can only, we're, we're now just at this point, right? Where um, even now men can take maternity leave, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think the, the collective, yeah, it works, but we have to be willing that it's going to take time. You know, we have to be willing to know that this is not something that will ever be sorted out overnight, even if we all kind of come together. And that's why I think, for me, I'd rather us shut up and work, shut up and grind and lead by example and show, like, boom, this is how I got here Hmm. than anything. I've also been reading The Gold Standard by Ari Gold. Do you you didn't? Did from Entourage? From Entourage. Yeah, he wrote a book. Oh. It, it's on my kitchen table. I haven't read that it book. It is genius. And, like, he's, he, it's funny. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it goes to his character. But there's also some truth to it where, like, if you want to be successful, you just go and you do it. You create your own path. And you, like, fight for it. You fight tooth and nail for it. And I think that's but what. fighting for your own path, like, doesn't that mean, also mean, like, fighting for others i mean i guess this is where we fundamentally disagree yeah i yeah. I, don't, I i don't think when i'm fighting i think when i look back i can say like oh cool look at this this road i've paved mm-hmm. for other people you're not thinking of that when you're really grinding it out well i'm thinking of like i'm working really hard why am i like working really hard and i'm not going to bring up the people around me you yeah. know? Yeah. And, like, not that I'm going to do their work, but, like, if I'm fighting for, like, I don't know, like, a better, like, if I'm going into salary negotiations or something like that, like, why wouldn't I want to, like, give advice or, like, you know, help other women go through that process? Because... Absolutely. But you you have counterparts. That's where I think it's it's not just a woman thing. I think it's, it's, it's age. I think it's, I think it's people, right? Like, I don't think salary negotiation is just a woman problem. I, I, I think it could be an every person problem. It could be right? an every person problem, it, but like I mean, studies have consistently shown that women undervalue themselves in salary negotiations. And why? Why do they do that? Because of these like existing like larger structures that have... Or maybe because they're literally just too scared. 
right? Like, maybe But why are they too scared? Beats me. I wouldn't be. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm so I'm super serious. Like you're yeah. absolutely right. No, like, I mean statistically, yeah, like this is this is a problem, but like you're you're that maybe maybe in the past or maybe now you're that way because like you didn't want to be that person. You didn't want to be that person to stand up. Do you think that most women who are going into that situation have enough like self-reflection and like processing to like even be like I need- know my worth? Yeah. I think at a certain point you should know your own worth. Uh, yeah, at a certain point you should, but yeah. like I think early on, like me my first salary negotiation, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I played with the numbers, I played with the percentages and I actually did I turned to Dave and I was like, "Does this make sense?" I went to my father, "Does this make sense?" And then I made my decision like after getting some counseling and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think if when you also come to the point where that conversation's happening, mm-hmm. I'm someone in my career who takes notes every month of what type of projects, things that I'm doing. So I can see at the end of six months, like, okay, this is all that I've done. What more can I do or what didn't work? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's the type of worker I am because I want to be better. Um, maybe more people should do that. I don't know. I don't know. This is That's a very interesting question. I don't know why some women – I don't know why statistically this is a problem because maybe they're also thinking, oh, well, I do leave early, right? I leave early to, because I want to be home or – or. Well, I think that that's like – that's – kind of like part of the problem too is that like you know not just in the workplace but like throughout education like Mm -hmm. women are rewarded for being quiet and like raising your hand and being sweet and being kind and like oh boys are just rowdy but girls are nice and sweet and calm and like I think that those like are some of the incredibly implicit biases that do ultimately affect how women approach These types of discussions and these situations, especially when you're going into a room that's probably going to be all men. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think, I I think that is something that's very difficult. Um, I think now we're at a point in society or in time where that should be easier for women because there are articles, right? Other women have written about this. Other women have discussed this. I feel like women for like a specific part of the working class that like oh like absolutely. fast like fast food workers is like absolutely. a great conduit like there's right. not they've got a union right no they don't they don't no fast food companies don't have they their employees don't have unions get the hell out of here that's what I have the, no idea that's what part of the whole fight for 15 is i don't know what a fight for 15 oh is. so fight for 15 is the fight for a 15 dollar minimum wage Oh, shit. Yeah, and, like, that has come from individual individuals within their companies coming together and organizing and, go like, organizing rallies and, like, right. doing marches and, like, boycotting and walking out of their jobs. And, like, they have, like, faced such, such negative pushback for Just participating in those activities because these giant corporations are... They're, losing they're fucking sh- scared. Right, and they're losing cheap labor. Yeah, and they're losing cheap labor, and that's why their margins are what they are, and that's why their CEOs have multi-billion dollar compensation packages, right. and 
those fucking CEOs aren't willing to give up that lifestyle in order to help someone who really needs it. It's not even help someone that needs it. It's to give, it's give them give like why are Walmart employees collecting welfare? Know. I don't know. Because well, then yeah. they spend their welfare dollars at Mar- at Walmart, and then that goes. It's, it just it's like, is a it's fucking a cycle. huge cycle, it's and huge cycle. it's horrible. And I've not been reading on the low wage at all. Damn, that's fucking crazy. Um, and I mean, that's fucking crazy. I and like, I know that like McDonald's recently came out to say that they were going to raise wage raise the minimum wage for. That's an alliteration. Yes, it is. Um, for their workers, but that doesn't take into account franchisees. And, like, mm. they operate under a totally different structure where, like, oh, crap. they have to, like, turn over X percentage of their profits to right. the corporate entity. Because they're, like, small business owners anyway. Yeah. And that's, but, like, it's paying. Yeah. And it's, like, small Shoot. business owners behoove into this giant structure that, yeah. like, they have no control over. Jesus. I had no idea that they weren't unionized. I just assumed. I assumed. Like, come on. That's a huge industry. Well, yeah. And, like, there are, there are a are lot there of... laws preventing them to unionize? I don't get it. No, there aren't laws that are preventing them to unionize. And, like, there are, like, a couple of the big... Like, the SEIU. Okay. Um, the service employees. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, are supporting the effort and, like, are working with them. Yeah. But... but Right. So so then the conversation goes back to how do you educate them? And it's it's funny because so in New York I was a part of this group um from actually a mentor um who has this group of women, underprivileged women, and we helped them with things that I took for granted, like knowing how to write a resume. Exactly. Knowing how to do an interview, uh, what to say, what to not say, what to wear. Yeah. You know, like what staples these women who don't have much should actually have in their closets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really amazing experience and sad. It was sad that I was sitting there in that room at 22 years old, or 23 years old, and I knew what I was doing. Right. Yeah. Like I knew what I was doing and I knew, and I was, I was instructing 47 year old women. Yeah. 47 year old women who have, who have been through hell and back. Um, and we're, we're working three jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that was, that was great. And, th- and that's why I think those stories are more interesting and pertinent to hear than the Sheryl Sandbergs of the world. Oh yeah. But like, I feel like, I think you, can, you like, have to have both. Yeah. And, you, like, yeah. the buck can't stop at Sheryl Sandberg because Sheryl Sandberg has piles of dollar bills, like, mm. and she has a PR team, and, like, she works at Facebook, and, like, she's tight with Mark Zuckerberg, and, you know, he... He's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, and he can, like, throw any resource to her, and, like, she can, like, well, no, bring all has, the resources to herself, she's too. She's got great influence. Right? Yeah. She can be all over the place. And I think I think that's where I get disappointed in the articles, the conversations. Mm-hmm. Because to me it's like very it's very much second wave feminism. It doesn't it's like not intersectional at all. It doesn't mm-hmm. take into consideration what like people of color have had to go through or right. like LGBT women have had to go right. through or like 
what trans like right and that's anything. a whole other which, right it's a, yeah that's yeah. A whole, right because those are those are individuals that are not even being able to be seen or or you know and like but that's but like you also have to address that in order to have yeah. true equity in the workplace right so maybe your solution of both private and governmental <laughs> my my grand public private yeah. partnership right maybe that partnership is the answer i mean i i honestly that's why Maria, again, I'm sorry. I think as much as women have are going to continue to help change things, and it's going to take a man. It's going to take a hmm. man to really break these walls. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. They hold a lot of power, mm. bro. Like, it's not – let's just be honest with each other. Like, it's going to – I don't think that men are going to do that because it doesn't maybe, serve their interests. Right. So, you know what? We should shut up. And just fucking, <laughs> like, but no, literally create our own. Create our own. Like, why are we still trying to, like, be a part of the boys club? F that boys club. I'm not trying to be part of the boys club. There are people that I are know, trying. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. I but know. there are women, like, like trying to break, what is that? Break through the glass ceiling. The like, gra- yeah. Whatever. Like, maybe I don't have a ceiling. Maybe I'm just, like, hanging out in a field. You know, like, that's, I don't know, like, maybe I'm making a corn, you know, like, why do I have to do that? I can, I can build something from scratch on my own, right? That I can, I can, I can do this. I can do this. And I, I don't know. I just think we have to give ourselves, we have to be a little bit more confident. We have to be a little Definitely. bit more fearless. Definitely. Um, and those are the people I look to inspire me. And that I want to mentor me because as much as I have women mentors and they've been phenomenal, phenomenal, especially even now at this point in my life when I am getting married. And that's a very interesting dynamic Mm -hmm. um, to be working and doing that. But I also have a lot of male mentors and I think that's important too. I think that makes you a very well-rounded person because you're going to hear different perspectives. And if you're going to be a strong person in the society, male or female, you should be well-rounded, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's why Wheaton College was the best school on (laughs) earth. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I, I don't know. That's why I also Um, am big in liberal arts. But holy smokes, this is 50 minutes. Yeah. um, So... You touched on a couple of points that I would love to, like, talk more about, but I think that we should do that in a later podcast. Definitely. Um, because I think that, like, the idea of, well, what actually happens when a woman gets to the top mm. is a really interesting discussion to have. Yeah. Um, and... And we should find one of those women. Yeah, I mean... And have them talk on this. Oh, yeah. 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 Because, um, like, I can think of a couple examples that I've read about in the news... But we should do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, um, female CEOs that are listening, yeah, you can tweet at us at the new tab pod. <laughs> Email us at the new tab pod at gmail.com. Mentor us. Yeah. Mentor us. Tell um, me I'm wrong. <laughs> we're two ladies in the workplace. Um, but actually, thank you for any listener that's yeah. still hanging with us. Thank because, you. Um, I think this is important. I think it's okay that we've gone over yeah. because I think that we could talk ourselves to sleep and beyond over this topic. Yeah. 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 But 
an hour is good enough for me. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, All right. Um, thanks, guys. And uh, see you next week, I guess. Two weeks? Two weeks. See yeah. you in two Every weeks. Every two weeks. Every We're two trying weeks. to be consistent. Yes. Yeah. See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Thanks, guys.